Welcome to the All People's Church podcast. We believe in loving God, strengthening families, and developing leaders. We are so excited for you to hear this life-changing message recorded live at one of our worship experiences. Remember to share and subscribe to this podcast and enjoy the message. How many are how many are ready for the word this morning? <laughs> have you ever have you ever received one of those phone calls where you're going to be arrested? Did you ever you ever get those calls? The the um, a warrant has been issued for your arrest, right? And you know, in order to avoid your arrest, you need to press one. And as much as, as, as much as I really guard my time, and I try not to be a waster of time, I always want to press, I always press one. I got to be honest with you, because I, I just love playing with those people. And, and you know, they, they get on the phone and I, you know, I, I let them talk. And, and so, you know, and I, I'll say to them, well, well, you know, who are you? Can you identify yourself? And usually it's somebody with a heavy South Asian accent. And then they tell you they're an agent of the CRA and and their name is Bob. And I'm like, you don't sound like a Bob. Uh, You know, and then I say, where are you coming? You know, where are you calling from? And and anyway, eventually they figure out, okay, he's just playing with us. And then, and then, and then they hang up on you, right? And I'm like, well, I thought I was getting arrested. What, you know, what all happened to that? But, and, 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 you know, not everybody, by the way, figures out it's a scam. Some people... Some people obviously get, get caught and these people take advantage of people. And, and you know, we, we laugh about that one, but let me tell you a very, a very um, sad story where I, where I did get scammed. I got scammed when my father, my father passed away. He had literally had come to a, a Sunday service like this. I'm still in the church or with some people. We had some visiting pastors. And all of a sudden my daughter says, says, uh, Daddy, Daddy, no, no, not feeling well. You, you need to go, and you need to go to the house because he's not well. But what, what I didn't know was that my dad had already passed away. He was already gone. By the time I got there, he was gone. And in, you know, in, in the time and in the days where, you know, the shock of it and the, the grieving of it, uh, you know, we, we got a phone call. We got a phone call that, hey, you know, uh, this is uh, such and such of a jewelry store, and, you know, your, your dad... Maybe he didn't know it was my dad, but he said, you know, the name of my dad, you know, he spent some money here and he owes us money and, and, and gave us the amount. And, and so, you know, someone that has passed away, they can't speak for themselves. And, and uh, they weren't even actually looking for money. They weren't looking for money. What they wanted was information. And so what they said was, you know, well, can you prove? Can you prove that your father's passed away? You know, you say he's passed away and he owes us this money. Can you prove that he's passed away. And so I said, yes, you know, I have a death. Well, can you send us a death certificate? And, and, and I wound up sending a death certificate to these fraudulent people. Because in, in, in the time that you're grieving, your, your mind's not exactly clear. You're not quite sure. You don't, you don't have time to follow up on things. And, and so then, you know, finally I caught on, hey, this is a scam. And I don't think anything ever that I know of ever came out of it because they were looking for identity information. But, but how many understand that when, when you're scammed, you, you feel angry? You feel embarrassed. You're, you have this sense of being lost, and particularly... Particularly at a moment, I thought to myself, wow, that, that you could be so evil, that you could be so wicked to take advantage of people when, when they're in such a state, such a state of mourning, such a state of grief, that, that you would take advantage of people when they are vulnerable is, is absolutely despicable. And, and, and there's, there's these emotions and sensitivities that come with it. And, and this morning, I want to talk to you about chapter 2 of, of the the book of Colossians, and, and really what Paul is saying to these people is don't get scammed. Don't, don't get cheated. Don't, don't be fooled. Nobody likes to be fooled. You know, I'm not talking like, you know, that, that first little you're going to be arrested is ha, ha, ha. But the second one is, is serious. And by the way, you know, particularly, you know, seniors that are at risk and now with artificial intelligence and that where they're scamming people out of sometimes their life savings. That's difficult. And Paul writes, and he's basically telling 
the children of God here, listen, if God has set you free through his son and he's brought you into liberty, don't, don't get scammed. Don't fall for the lies and the philosophy and the well-crafted arguments and persuasive words that, that you are hearing that are always trying to draw you back. Pastor Ranjeev, who did a great job in the 8.30 service today, we were, we're in the office, and we're just praying together before the service, as I, I always do on a Sunday, and, and usually when he, he speaks, he comes and joins me, and all of a sudden, I, I began to pray this prayer because I, this thought came to me of how, of how God is always wanting his people to be free. And when he showed up at the burning bush, he had a meeting with Moses to say, go back to Pharaoh, go back to the most powerful man on the face of the earth and, and give him this message, let my people go. Let them go. It's time that they go so that they serve me after 400 years of, of bondage and free labor. I'm going to deliver my people. Moses, you are my deliverer. But church, here's what I want you to understand. God has always said through the ages, let my people go. Let them live in freedom. The reason, the reason that our faith is hated, the, the reason that this book is despised is because it is a book of freedom. It is a book of identity where, where people recognize, oh, wait a minute, this is who I am. This is who God has created me to be. And, and God has a plan and a destiny for me. And, and so it liberates people. This is why the children of Israel, you know, whenever they, they fell captive, they were always a pain in the you-know-what to their captives because even though they were slaves, there was always a freedom within them to live free, to be free. God says, I want my people to be free. Even Jesus, and we're coming to the word. Uh, you know, even Jesus, when, when he walked the earth, he, he got upset, Pastor Moses, with the Pharisees and the, the Zealots and the Sadducees and the religious people. And, and he said to them, you know, God gave the people 10 commandments and, and you have laid them down with like 700. You have burdened them with traditions and burden them with religion that that God never put on them no wonder people get angry at God they get burned out on religion and they and they give up but but Jesus was saying that was never God's design now does God have rules absolutely does does God have things that he wants you to follow but watch this the rules of God are always designed to keep you free come on now the rules of God are always designed to keep you liberated, to keep you free in your mind, your spirit, and your soul. But when the devil says, hey, you can do whatever you want, it's actually to bring you into captivity. And so that's what's happening in our world today. In our world today, it's about, hey, uh, throw off restraint, throw off barriers, throw off these, these things of, of, of tradition and principles because, you know, they're made, made to enslave you. No, no, no. They're actually made to keep you free. And so I want you to stand with me. I actually want to read the, the second part of the, the letter first, or the chapter, and I'm going to read it out of the, the message, and there's a title on, on this particular portion in the Message Bible. Remember the message is a paraphrase. It's, it's modern day vernacular. I want to read it for you and then we're going to break down the, the word of God from verse one. But, but notice what Paul says here. He says, don't put up with anyone pressuring you in details of diet. In other words, special foods, worship services or holy holidays. All those things were mere shadows cast before what was to come. The substance is Christ. He says, forget about all this food and religious holidays and all this stuff that keeps you bound. He goes, he goes the substance is Christ. He says, don't tolerate people who try to run your life, ordering you to bow and scrape, insisting that you join their obsession with angels and that you seek out visions. And he goes, there are a lot of hot air. That's all they are. Windbags. Everybody say windbags. They're completely out of touch with the source of life, Christ, who puts us together in one piece, whose very breath and blood flow through us. He is the head and we are the body and we can grow up healthy in God only as he, only as he nourishes us. 
So then, if Christ, if, sorry, so then, if with Christ you've put all that pretentious and infantile religion behind you, don't let yourselves be bullied by it. Don't touch this. Don't taste that. Don't go near this. Do you think things that are here today and are gone tomorrow are worth that kind of attention? Wow. Such things sound impressive if said in a deep enough voice. God, God. I remember, I want to tell you something. In my, you know, Pastor Moses said, you know, may, may the old days not be better. I, I remember, you know, when, when people would prophesy, they would only prophesy in the King James Version. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord, thou shalt, you know. And um, I thought to myself, well, how is it that God only speaks in the King James Version, you know? That's what he's talking about. Sounds impressive. He says they, they even give the illusion of being pious and humble and aesthetic, but they're just another way of showing off, making yourselves look important. Father, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the liberty that we have found in Christ, that Christ is the substance there. There is no one else, Lord. There is no one else in which we find our freedom and our liberty. Father, deliver us from every scam, every, every well-crafted argument, every illusion. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you have died to set us free, and free we shall remain. And all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Come on, high-five some people around you and tell them to be free. Come on, tell them to be free. Be free. Be free. To be free. To be liberated. To, to not get caught up. To not get captivated. Re, remember, we're going to get to verse 8 and verse 9, but maybe, I, maybe I'm going to go there right now, AVT. I'm going to go to verse 8, and I'll come back to verse 1. Remember what he said, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophy, high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Remember when, remember when, uh, when Peter began to rebuke the Lord about him dying and Jesus said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan, watch this, for you mind not the things of God, but the things of men. In other words, what Jesus is saying is that the demonic always wants to be connected to human wisdom, human philosophy, human thinking, and then vice versa. It, it, is only, it is only out of our relationship with God are we given the mind of Christ, where, where we think the thoughts of God and have the same focus. Now, listen to it. Listen to it in, in verse 8 from the same message uh, paraphrase. He says, watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. You know, Pastor Ranjeev was saying, you know, on YouTube, we have so many influencers, very articulate. They can, they can speak and bring ideas and, and bring out thoughts. But, but here again, big words, they're, they're nothing but windbags, they're hot air. And, and people listen to them. People just listen to them by the millions, if you will. He says, he says they want to drag you off into endless arguments that never amount to anything. They spread their ideas through the empty traditions of human beings and the empty superstitions of spirit beings. But that's not the way of Christ. That's not the way of Christ. And, and so three things I want to say to you today. Three things. How do we, how do we ensure? Is there, is there any guarantee? Is there any guarantee not to get spiritually scammed? Three things you're going to hear right here in the chapter. Number one, that we are rooted and built up in Christ. It is very difficult to move people that are rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says, you're going to be built up in the Lord. Number two, you're going to discover the hidden riches of knowledge and wisdom that are found here again in Christ. And number three, you're going to protect your freedom at all costs. 
Because whether it's the devil, whether it's religious systems, whether it's people in general, whether it is society, they always come to bring us back into religion, back into philosophy, back into some sort of bondage that Christ died to set you free from. That's why when we are first, you know, born again, and here again, please hear my heart. I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm just trying to tell you through my life, right? That when we became born again, not only were we delivered from, from a, a, a deep, dark spiritualism, but by faith we were, you know, we were Roman Catholic that when people heard, family heard that we were born again, oh my God, my mother, my grandmother just about, you know, lost her mind and was praying to every saint that she could find to, to get us back. Back and and it, almost every conversation I had with her was, you know what? You want to follow Jesus? That's fine. But make sure you pray to so-and-so and, and make sure you pray to so-and-so. And if you don't pray to so-and-so, you know, you're going to go to hell and all the rest of it. And, 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 and it, was, it was amazing how, how Christ just wasn't enough. It was always a, yeah, but make sure you, make, make, make sure you add this and, and make sure you don't forget that and, and make sure you don't offend this person and, and oh my God, please don't offend Mother Mary because if you, that, that is a straight, that's a straight ticket to hell, right? You, you, you know, you, you offend the Blessed Virgin, you're done. And, and here again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be critical. I'm not trying to put down because, you know, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to explain to you that, that there is always a pull and a draw that wants to bring you back and it makes us feel pious and it makes us feel we're right with God. But the only thing that makes us right with God is grace through Jesus, nothing else. And Paul's writing to these people and said, don't, don't, don't get caught up. Don't, don't get captivated. It's not angels. It's not, it's not special foods. It's not special observances. As a matter of fact, church, honestly, I, I know we celebrate Christmas and we celebrate, you know, Resurrection Sunday. And, and honestly, I, the, the reason I celebrate those days, it's not that those days are any holier than any other day. Honestly, I, I celebrate those days. I make a big deal out of it because what I am watching is that, is, is that if we are not aware of some of the quote-unquote holidays of, that are in the calendar, if, if we just do away with them, literally, they're going to push our faith right off the map. It's not that I believe, oh, you know, Christmas Day is, is greater than any other day. or great. No, I, I don't believe that. I, I believe there's a time to remember. I believe there's a time that, that it's on the calendar and we should do that. But, but there's no more special power on Good Friday than there is today. That's what our faith is about. And that's why Jesus came. He said, I'm going to fulfill the law for you so that you will live free. Because church, let me tell you this. If you decide that you want to live by the law, if you decide that you want to live a performance-based Christianity, you know what that means? You're going to have to fulfill them all. And then Jesus said this, when you break one, you'll be guilty of them all. So I'd rather live by grace. I'd rather say, hey, Lord, you fulfilled it. I'm going to live in you and thank you for the liberty. Now, here's what he does say. Don't use that liberty to get into sin. You know, the liberty and the grace of God, and Paul dealt with that in Romans... He said, listen, because people were saying, hey, if we sin, we get more grace. So let's sin more. So we get... And Paul said, God forbid. God forbid that kind of a theology. But also then in, in Galatians, where he had to say to them, you, you foolish people. Huh? Let me, let me give you the modern day word. Paul was saying, you idiots. Hmm? Who bewitched you? Who cast a spell on you? So watch this. You got to catch this church. Because when, when you find yourself being captivated by the old ways and the old religions and the old philosophy and, and all the things that were with your past life, you are literally somehow under some kind of a spell. You're, some, you're under some kind of a spell. You know, somebody, uh, somebody took me to task. You don't know. Uh, maybe you do know. Uh, you know, back uh, behind the, the LED wall here, is um, a beautiful cross, yes. oak wood, beautiful. And you know, we've, we've put up the LED, you know, the LED wall so that you could see words and, and what have you. And, and I remember being like taken to task. People were so upset and, and were like, pastor, how could, you're the antichrist, how could you, how could you hide the cross? For modern technology, 
They, they, they said, the, I'm telling you, they, they were like, when I worship, I focus on that cross. I said to them, I said, you know, that cross is made out of solid oak. I said, that cross would probably make a better coffee table. Well, that didn't go over well. But I'm like, there's no power in that cross. As a matter of fact, God made sure that the cross that his son died on would never be found. Because they would worship the wood more than they worship the one who died on the wood. That's why, oh man, oh, I'm going to get started now. I'm going to get started now that, listen, 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 listen. If you believe the Shroud of Turin is the face of Jesus, I have some land I want to sell you. Do you really think the God that said have no graven images would leave an image of his face? in any way, shape, or form. As a matter of fact, you know what Paul said? We, we no longer know him according to the flesh. We know him according to the spirit. And even for a moment, even, even for a moment, even for a moment, if, if the shroud, if the shroud was really his face, what good would it do you? You know what Isaiah said about Jesus? I know you watch the Hollywood movies. Jesus was not a handsome man. He doesn't have those piercing blue eyes and that, and that beautiful long flowing hair, and, right? That you see in the, no, no. The Bible says he's just a common man. As a matter of fact, here's what Isaiah said. There was nothing in his physical features that would attract you to him. Just an everyday guy. See, we don't, we don't like that. Now, what was amazing about him was what was it on the inside of him. Huh? His, his character, his compassion. Those are the things that drew people. Not that, oh my God, he's, he's so handsome. Do you think that the father would send the son so that women would be like, oh, like he's dropped dead Gordon? No. Not, not going to happen. He's, God's not going to trip people up that way. And so this is what Paul is, this is what Paul is saying. He's like, get, get your mind off those things and, and put them on Christ. In verse 1, he says, I, I want you to know how much I've agonized for you and, and for the church at Laodicea. Very interesting. Because I believe the same heresy that was impacting the church at Colossae was happening in Laodicea. And remember what happened in Laodicea. They, they became lukewarm. And you know what Jesus said about them? He said, you, you know, you say that you are rich and that you are doing well. And you know what Jesus said about them? You're blind, you're miserable, you're naked. How could, how could a people have such a different perspective on them, of themselves than what the Lord had of them? And so he says, I'm, I'm writing to you and I'm concerned about Laodicea. And for many other believers who have, who have never met me personally, I, I want them to be encouraged and knit together by, by strong ties of love. I, I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. What is the mystery of God? That God was in Jesus reconciling the world to himself. That's the mystery. And Paul says this, the mystery has been revealed to us. There are people that mock our faith, they mock Jesus, they're getting worse, they're, they're vicious people. Well, you know what? They don't understand the mystery. They, they don't understand what is this all about? Why, why do these people worship this guy, Jesus? But, but here's what Paul says, this is the mystery. This is the plan of God. But then Paul doesn't even stop there. Paul says, now, let me give you part two of the mystery, Christ in you, the hope of glory. God in Christ, Christ in you. And in verse 3, he says, In him lie hidden all the treasures of, of wisdom and knowledge. They, they are hidden in Christ in, in this sense that, that they have to be discovered. 
that, that you don't know everything on day one, that even as a child grows and learns and, and learns wisdom and learns knowledge, here's what Paul is saying. You want wisdom for your life? You want knowledge for your life? Do you really want to know how to live and how to be free? Then, then God, through his word and through his son, is going to give you wisdom and knowledge. Give you understanding. Uh, Pastor Ranjeev, and I didn't even know this, he said that the Gnostics, I'll talk to you in, in a moment about the Gnostics, but remember they were teaching crazy things, but one of the things they did was they had written a book, and, and what they had done is they had put, quote-unquote, the secrets of life, and, and, and they had hidden the book because it was only for special people and special knowledge and, and special revelation. But you know what Paul is saying? Paul is saying that he has opened the, the mysteries of life to you. Usually when, when people say to you they found the secret of life, I want to tell you it's a lie. It's not true. Because God, the Bible says that the secret of the Lord, you want, you want God's, God has secrets. You want his secret? The Bible says that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. God can give you secret knowledge. God can give you secret understanding. Not, not so that you lord over people, but that your, your life will glorify God. That, that it will be uh, something that, that can be revealed as far as the nature of God. And, and so that you will live well because God wants you to live well and he wants you to live free. That's why Paul's saying you don't have to follow all these things. And, and we're going to get to some of these philosophies and in, in verse 4, he says, I, I'm telling you this so that no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. That the word well-crafted means reasons and, and persuasive words and highly complicated arguments that, that if, you, if you listen to them for, for enough time, you're almost actually in a state of confusion. And how they, how they take certain things and they twist it from the word to put doubt in your heart and in your mind about, about our faith and about our God. Now here is the truth. The truth is that God doesn't reveal everything to us. There are things that I ask God about that I'm, I'm uncertain, even, even concerning the scriptures that may not be clear. But, but that's what makes God, God. That is the mystery of God. You and I will never know everything. That's what makes God, God. But there are things he tells us. The wisdom and the knowledge of family and business and life and how to conduct yourself. And he says, don't. Don't, don't, don't get deceived by these highly intellectual people. He says, for, for though I am, verse 5, for though I'm far away from you, my heart is with you, and I, I rejoice that you, are, that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. Everything that is, everything that is done and orchestrated is always to rob you of your faith because it's your faith that will rob you of your liberty. It's, it's always to bring you into some kind of bondage. It's always to take something away from you that Christ has already bought for you. And sometimes it's based on fear. Based on fear, well, well, pastor, what if, what if we're wrong? What if, what if the promises aren't true? What if, what if we live this life and then all of a sudden there, there is no Christ and there is no afterlife? And, and, and so let's make sure we do, you know, we do all the right things and we cover all the bases and, and let's make sure we make all the gods happy so that we don't offend any God. Listen, the only God you need to know about is your Father in heaven. That's it. That's it. And that may sound harsh in our, in our world of pluralism and, you know, being politically correct and tolerance for all. And, but, but I just want you to know, Jesus was not politically correct. Uh, someone who is not politically, you know, someone who is politically correct doesn't say, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, there is no other way. Everybody that came before me and after me is a liar, a thief, and a robber. That is not someone who is politically correct, but it is someone who is truthful. Yes. Huh? And by the way, I'd rather believe someone who came and lived and died and rose again and has said to me that he's preparing a place for me than, than these false gods that run around. The Bible says they have no eyes, no mouth. They have no wisdom. They can't talk. They can't do anything for you. Yet people serve them. I'd rather serve the living God. And then he says this in verse 6, and there's a little title here in my Bible that, that says... 
alive in Christ. It says, and now, just as you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, you, you must continue to follow him. He says, let, it, let your roots grow down deep into him. And, and he says, and your lives be built up. So, so listen, the higher you want to build, the deeper you have to go. Part of the reason that people are being swept away is because they are not rooted in truth. They're, they're not rooted in Christ. And so all these philosophies and ideas that, that come along, I remember with the guy that created the movie, uh, The Titanic, you know, he said, oh, we, 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 we found the box. There was a special term. We, we found the box with the bones of Jesus. No, no, you didn't find the box with the bones of Jesus because the body of Jesus is resurrected. Huh? Jesus has his own bones. He said, come on, touch me, Thomas. He said, flesh and bone. Flesh and bone. Now, he has no blood. But he said, flesh and bone. He goes, I'm not a spirit. I'm not a ghost. He goes, touch me. Touch my, touch my flesh. Touch my bone. Whatever that resurrected body, uh, you know, turns out to be. Here's what Jesus said. My bones are with me. And Isaiah said that not one of his bones was broken. So you could find all the boxes you want. Those aren't the bones of Jesus. And you could lie, lie and deceive people. And people go, oh, you see, see, he never really resurrected. They found him. No, they didn't find him. And they're not going to find him. That idea of being steadfast and being firm. But you know what? You know what Paul is really, really saying? He says, listen, you've accepted the Lord. Get on with life. Get on with life. Get on living with God. Begin to, begin to make progress. Begin to be, you know, begin, begin to be systematic and steady and, 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 and get away from all these arguments and all these ridiculous things that people are trying to, to draw you into. He's saying, be in the truth. Just live life the way you're supposed to live. live let Christ flow through you. Being, you know, being in circumstances and, and situations that maybe you're not accustomed to and, and maybe it's not even your culture, but, but how many know that when we are in Christ, you can be in any environment and still be godly? <laughs> we were in an event yesterday that it's not quite our people. It's not our culture. But because of family, you're, you're thrust into things and and so there you are. There you are. They, they know who you are. They kind of tolerate you. They, they believe you're crazy, but you know they're insane. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like they look at you like you're nuts and you're like, listen, I know your tree isn't even, you know, I'll give you an example. I, 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 oh my, I asked this, uh, you know what? I'm online, praise the Lord. And <laughs> Pastor Manjivi, he said something in the 8.30, he goes, well, I'm not online, I can say anything I want. I think to myself, I'm online, I say whatever I want anyway. <laughs> Paul is saying, have that overflow so that you don't get cheated. And, and, and you know what, you know what church, sometimes, listen, sometimes, I want, I want you to say things, sometimes there's a place to you know, as Paul would defend the faith, there are times for that. But you have to be discerning because Jesus also said this, do not throw your pearls before swine. Huh? That, that there are times that no matter what you say, how you say it, they're, they're, they're just going to argue, they're going to fight, they're never going to be convinced. They, they, for, for them, those pearls that you give them is going to be like giving it to the pigs. And, and Jesus said, don't do that. Well, pastor, don't, don't we want... Don't we want everybody to be saved? We do, we do, but you have to have a discernment that maybe it's not everybody's time or season. If they're not gonna accept it well, it's, it's basically what Jesus said. You're, you're throwing priceless things in front of pigs that are basically gonna treat it like mud and mock you and mock Christ and, and all the rest of it. And then he goes on here, and here is where I really wanna focus on where he talks about not letting anybody capture we we talked about philosophies and and one of the things that the Gnostics were teaching was that the material world was was evil 
And so God being holy wouldn't have anything to do with the material world. And so what we needed was angels to be the, inter, you know, the intermediates between God and, and human beings. And that's why Paul says don't, don't get into this idea of, of communicating with angels and speaking to angels because Paul says you have a, an intermediate. You have Christ the Lord Jesus who the Bible says is seated at the right hand of God and, and is praying for you. Do you know that? Do you know that? I, I want to help you. I want to help you that no dead person is praying for you. I know you love your grandma. Listen, I love my parents. My parents are not praying for me. But Jesus said he's praying for me. Now, here's what it does say that in the book of Hebrews, it says that we have this great cloud of witnesses that are, that are cheering us on. But they're, they're not the, the ones praying for you. They're not the ones making intercession for you. No dead per Listen, Moses isn't praying for you. Paul's not praying for you. Peter's not praying for you. God forbid I have to tell you this. Mary's not praying for you. Huh? Buddha's not praying for you. Muhammad's not praying for you or anybody else. The only one that is praying for you is the Lord Jesus Christ. Interceding for you. But, but notice, notice church that not only the philosophies and we have, you know, I talked about philosophies last week of wokeness, cancel culture. And, and by the way, this thought came to me today, you know, I shared it with uh, Pastor Moses and Pastor Ranjeev. I thought, you know what? Cancel culture is nothing new because in the book of Acts, the Bible says, and they forbade them to speak in the name of Jesus. So cancel culture has been around a long time. It just, they, 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 they just remarket it and put it out there and, and make it sound better. But the reality is it's been around from the very beginning because John says, when Christ rose from the dead, the spirit of antichrist was released. But today we have religious teachers that are teaching us, well, we don't need to follow the Old Testament or we don't, we don't need to repent any longer because we repented and, 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 and we don't, we listen to this. There, there are some that teach we don't even need to follow the teachings of Jesus because Jesus lived before the cross. This is being taught. Or of course, you know the story of hyper grace where, where everything is a license to sin and, and you know, you can get anything and get away with everything because everything is grace, grace. Now listen, I believe in grace, Pastor Moses, but I believe that grace empowers you to live holy. Not to allow me to get away with all this nonsense. And then, and then recently I found out, I didn't even know about this, that, that there's something called kingdom marriages. Did you know this? That people are married in the spirit, they're, they're, they're married in the kingdom, and that God has brought them together, and, and really what it is, is a license to fornicate, hmm? but by saying, well, you know, we're, we're married in the kingdom. Well, let me tell you something, on, unless there is an authorized individual that has been ordained by God, and some legalities that go with it, you're not married. Huh? Hello? And the only marriages that God ordains are, are a man and a woman. That's what the Word of God teaches. Can I get an amen on that one? You know? I know that you're conditioned to be so timid and, oh, my God, oh, Pastor. Listen, I'm going to preach the Word of God. I'm going to preach the Word of God. Nonsense. And people are, these people are wildly popular. The more, the more they get off the word of God, these false teachers. And by the way, I'm not saying that, that someone that maybe misinterprets the word or, hey, I got another revelation on this. I'm talking about people that literally want to draw other people and, and they want to scam them. They want to lie to them. And usually there's a deceptive demon in their mouth. That's why the Bible talks about doctrines of demons that teach and they're persuasive because they're tricky and they're cunning. And if you're not careful, they're going to capture you. But, but in the Message Bible, it, it not only talks about philosophies and, and, and lies and empty words and well-crafted arguments, but I don't know if you caught the word where, where he talks about superstitions huh? that originate in the spirit realm. Superstitions in the same event that we were in yesterday. Now I'm going to tell you the story. Because there's a, there's a woman there who's connected to my, my, um, my, uh, my daughter and 
She's been going, she's got some kind of tumor or something, she's going through some stuff. And so I just asked her, it was just her and I, I said, how are you feeling, you know, what's going on? She says, well, you know, they, they gave me a new medication, knock on wood. Then she took out a cigarette, knock on wood is a form of luck. It's a superstition that I really hope this works for me, but, but in reality, listen, listen, when, when you do that, it is, it is based on conjuring up demon spirits. See, we, 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 we do things and we follow things. We, we don't even understand what we're following and doing and, and we're captive to these superstitious things. Huh? Come on, have, 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 you, ever, have you ever gone to get a license plate and, and, and the number 666 on it? You're like, no, no. I'll give you an extra hundred bucks. You don't give me that number. Huh? I'm not going to be the antichrist on the road driving all around Brampton. No. (laughs) Or how about you, you drop salt and you got to drop, you know, over the right shoulder. Or God forbid, God forbid you should break a mirror. Some of you are probably in that seven-year cycle right now. When I got free from Christ, I just started smashing mirrors for no reason. Or, or if a black cat crosses your path. I always thought, what if he comes at night and you don't see him? That's why I believe people have cameras now. Oh my God, the black cat passed us. Now, personally, I, I dislike cats, but not because they're bad luck. I just don't like them. Or how about this one that people die in threes? Hmm? Or, or you got to carry the, you got to carry the lucky rabbit's foot on your keychain. Everybody look at somebody's keys right now. <laughs> cars, cars in particular. I, I had to have somebody explain this to me because I've been noticing in Brampton these funny little black things that people put on their cars. I'm like, what is that now, man? You know, I, I had to find out. So apparently it's so that no one gives you the evil eye. Do you know that? It's their, it's their protection. Uh, from my Italian background, we used to have a, a, a horn, a horn that would, you know, some of these suckers were like hanging from the rearview mirror. And I'm like, if the devil doesn't get you, you're not going to see the road. That's, that's the, that's what got you into the accident. It ain't the devil, it's that horn that. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about or? If you find a penny, you, you pick it up or don't walk, you know, don't walk under a ladder, huh? Beginner, beginner's luck, we talk about these things. Uh, how, about, how about people that make a wish with a chicken bone? Oh, you got the wishbone, you're so lucky. I'm like, give me the meat, I really could care less about, huh? Or how about this one, how about this one? You know, cross my fingers. Now they have this, oh, you know, on social media, if you, if you send this to seven people, God's going to bless you. I'm like, get off my thread, you chooch. And God forbid, God forbid that Friday the 13th should fall on Halloween. It's a big one. That's a big one. And church, listen, we... We laugh at these things. Oh, here, here's another one. Remember, you're not supposed to open an umbrella inside. And I'm sure in our, in our backgrounds, you guys could come up with a host of other things. And by the way, you probably do. You don't even know why you do it. And, and some of this stuff, I don't know. I wish I could do it the way Pastor Ranjeev did it. He did it in some Jamaican accent where I didn't even know this one that apparently when you have an itch in your hand, money's coming to you. 
Church, let me slap you. Or, or if your ear is itchy, someone's talking about you. I just think some of you need to take a shower. Honestly, if you got... We, we, we fall into this stuff. Paul's saying this, this stuff is of the, it's of the old life. It's, it doesn't have power over you. It doesn't have influence over you. There, 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 is, there is nothing of it that, church, let me just say this. If it has any power, it's not as powerful as Christ. And what Paul is saying is don't, don't get, go ahead, Corey, don't get caught up and don't focus and give all this attention and time and, and God knows all the other ones that I haven't even been able to, you know, and that I haven't even been able to talk about. Listen, instead of, instead of scratching your hand, why don't you ask your father for your needs? People say to me, oh, you're, you know, you're so lucky. No, 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 I'm not lucky. I'm favored. I'm favored. Why, why, why do I need luck if I am favored? And, and by the way, you say, well, pastor, what, what if you don't get it? That, that, that just means my father didn't want me to have it. A daughter was, you know, they, when, they, when they went up to this town, Beaverton, and they wanted this house. I don't know why I'm telling you this story. They wanted this house so badly. They, they, want, they had to have this house. They wanted, the, you know, they wanted this house. And, and, I, and I said, honey, I said, let me tell you something. I said, the Lord knows the house that you need to be in. And what do you know? They, so they didn't get the house and, and um, you know, they, they were so upset. They were so disappointed. I said, listen, uh, you know, I said, God has, a, God has a better plan. God has a better idea. Yesterday, just yesterday, she says to me in front of other people, she says, daddy, you know that house that we wanted so badly? She said, she said oh, they, they put in... Um, all this, all this government housing on the street, and they put in crack houses uh, literally on the street. And she goes, you should see the condition of that street. Thank God we didn't get the house we wanted to get. Amen. Trust God. Trust God that, that God, our Father, is looking out for you and that that when God closes a door, that, that means he knows something that you don't know. And that he is not at your obligation to explain every detail to you. Huh? But the Father says, just trust me. I don't have to give you every detail of why you shouldn't live there and why you shouldn't go there and why, and why you shouldn't do that. That when God says, close doors of philosophies, of ideas, of, of sexuality, of nonsense that is going on in the body of Christ. You know, Pastor Ranjeev made a comment today. He said, if you want to really know, you know, who people are, you need to go to weddings. I've been to weddings. I've been to weddings where, I've been to weddings with some of you. Huh? You see, you see, I used to have a thousand moves. I'm getting older. I think I'm down to 900, honestly. But, but I, I get up. I get up. I get up with my wife. You know, we'll dance. We'll, we'll have a good time. I don't need to be boozed up, drugged up, marijuana up. I, because I'm liberated in the Lord. But, but here's the difference between me and some of you. You see, I can dance at a wedding and I can dance in the house of God. Yeah. But see, some of you, Oh, you have some moves at weddings. But you get into the house of God, you're stiffer than a board. Because you let that religiosity get on you because, see, you're not liberated. So I don't let people, I don't let people judge me on, oh, look, what kind of a pastor is he that, you know, he, he dances. Yeah, because, I'll, because as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm dancing before the Lord there and I'm dancing before the Lord here. And I'm dancing with my wife. And I'm not grabbing anybody else's wife. Huh? And I'm not leaving with anybody else's wife. 
Huh? Or as I told you last week, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you because I got to be careful. Because um, Ryan Jeeva, I know that you'll get me, right? And, and so I'm, I'm not swapping my wife for somebody else's wife. And that trash is happening in the body of Christ. And people think that, oh, God doesn't know and pastor doesn't know. Listen, God is not mocked. Church, God is not mocked. You wonder why some of the calamities come upon us that, that they come upon us and we, we blame the devil. We always want to blame the devil. Sometimes you ought to blame your own behavior. Some of the things that we fall for, some of the philosophies that, that we go for, particularly in the area of sexuality where, where everything is rampant now. Everything is, everything is open. Listen, listen, everything's not open in God. God has his boundaries, he has his barriers, he, he has his ways, and, and why does he tell us that? Because he wants us to be free, because the things that the world is telling you make you free, bring you into bondage and destruction, and they rob you from the inheritance of God. And they impact your children. I'm at this birthday party yesterday. I get home, I text my daughter. I said, I don't like this boy. Who's this boy that was at your party? I said, I don't like this boy and I don't want this boy around my grandson. Well, daddy, what happened? So I gave her the, not that it was, not that it was uh, overt, but let me just say that my spider senses start tingling because I know people. I'm like, I don't like him. Not that I don't, like the boy as a human being, but, but clearly this boy has been abused. There's something going on in this little, little man's life who, he, of course, he needs to be healed and delivered. But, but I'm like, listen, I don't want you near my grandson. I don't want you touching my grandson. Listen, church, you, you have to have ears and eyes everywhere today. You have got to know. You have got to know who's with your children, who's talking to your children, who's influencing your children. You've got to know their movies, their programs. You have got to know everything. You have to know every voice that is trying to influence them. It's not the way, it's not the way when we grew up. It's just, it's just a different... I'm going to close with this. Have I done okay today? I want you to stand with me. I, I want to close, and I, I, I think the worship team is... Can we do... Kyle, let's do, um, let's do goodness of God. Let's do goodness of God. And um, Galatians chapter 5 and 1, I'm going to end with this. AV team, if we can have that up there. It says, Stand fast! Therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again the yoke of bondage. Church, I love you. I want you to be free. And I want you to live in that freedom. Because it was for that freedom that Christ died. And where there is liberty, there is joy. And there is rejoicing. And there is hope. Christ. Father, I bless your people. And today, Lord, as we sing of the goodness of God, all our life, all our life, you have been faithful. You have been good. You have been good. And we thank you. And we love you. In Jesus' name. All God's people said, Amen.